Nelson in looking for Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Five Stripe Final Live from a a Christmas party. A Christmas party at the Carabas in McDonough. I think Mc- we've already done McDonough. We've done McDonough. Have we done Stockbridge? Stockbridge. A little north Stockbridge, McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Works for us. Anyways, we are live from what is very much a Christmas party here in the press box of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We have folks coming from all over the place. Uh, from National Riders to the Valdosta Times, which is <laughs> yeah. a fascinating mix and collection of humans right now in this press box. I can't stop looking around. If I get distracted at any point here, uh, that's the reason why. I mean, distracted more than I, I normally get. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're surrounded by the stars here. I was behind Jason Davis in line in, in security uh, to get my bag tagged. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird. It's weird, man. I don't, I don't know what to think. I'm all, it's, just, I'm all confused. It's very strange to be even like remotely associated with a lot of these people we have way more Twitter followers than us. We were just talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't like it. We don't like this at all. Yeah, it's really like... This is our house. I feel exposed. Yeah. 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 It's like... They're walking around. They're eating our brownies. They're they're eating our ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, like... They're breaking our ice cream machine. That's our job. That's, that's damn our right. Job. Damn right it is. Damn right. Anyway, uh, we got a final all-star game hopefully coming up at some <laughs> point here before Juventus goes full Juventus and probably ruins it with like a one nothing snoozer. <laughs> a catanaccio. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, but uh, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, first, we do want to talk about, since we didn't get y'all, a post-game HDAD after Montreal because, one, we're, we're kind of lazy, too. We just had a whole lot of nonsense going on this week, uh, a whole bunch of all-star stuff. We'll get to that in a second, but do want to mention the, the 2-1 win over Montreal. It uh, was 2-1, wasn't it? it was I totally 2-1. forgot about the right? I, I blacked out for the last 10 minutes I, of that game. It came to me right as I was saying it. Like, in <laughs> mid-sentence, I remember the scores, which I'm glad I did. Uh, but Joseph scores uh, twice the brace for him. He's well, well ahead of the pack in the Golden Boot race. Uh, 24 now on the year. Only two of those beyond the 12-yard penalty marker there, yeah. uh, which we've kind of discovered in the last week, which is just insane. A ton of those coming inside the six as well. He continues to score and score ugly as well. Uh, fortunately, works out pretty well for us this time. A, a late goal from Nacho Piatti makes things kind of scary there at the end, but we did not pull a, a Dallas in this one, which is good, and we kind of bunkered back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I, I had an interview with uh, Soccer Down here earlier this week, and I kind of just described it as boring. Like, it was kind of like a boring game, yeah. but that's kind of what you want, right? When you go on the road, you want you kind of just want like a boring, ho-hum type of win, you know? Yeah. You don't you don't want fireworks, type, no. typically, because typically if that's happening on the road, um, not a good thing, not a good yeah, thing. for sure, and they've done a good job of limiting that this year, say, for one game. And besides that, you look at this road record for us, it's pretty phenomenal. Are we 8-2-2 two and two or 7-2-2? 7-2-2. Seven, two and two? Uh, seven, 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 two and, two. Two and two. So, and that equals the most road wins from a team since 2015. And it's July right now. Well, technically it's August 1st today. Right. So, um, but since we basically matched the highest win total from any team on the road since 2015, um, that includes last year's Toronto team who set a points record. Right. So, um, it's pretty impressive. And then we only need, like, Ten, 10 is the all-time ten. record that Nine happened. Is the all-time record, I think, from DC. No, it's ten. It's, it's ten. ten. It's ten from okay. DC. It happened in ninety-seven, ninety-eight. So does it really count? Right. Like, are those records even real? I think Lasker I'm pretty sure days. they were just like writing down. Yeah. God bless Roy Lasker. Like I'm what pretty sure legend. no one was watching the games, and they were just you know. There were some people in this press box right now who were probably very <laughs> Actually, close yes. to Roy Lasker. They would punch me in the face out. if they 
they would punch and, me in the face if they heard me say that <laughs> the ML, MLS didn't exist back then. Lassiter, or Stern John, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the road form has been been fantastic. And I mean, if you look at the, the road games that Atlanta United has left this season, it's looking very much possible that they could get to 10 or even 11 and break that record. They've got away games against San Jose, who's the second worst team. No, I think they're the they're worst. They're the worst. But then, then don't worry, because they also have the second worst in Colorado. That's another right. one of their road games. Um, San Jose has not won a game, I believe, or like won one game yeah. in the last 305 days. Yeah. That's all. Well, that, that, was the, the, they have, that was the last time they beat someone other than Minnesota. That's right. Okay, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Which is a great stat. <laughs> Phenomenal, um, but yeah, it's, it's a great. And then we've also got Orlando away. They're not, you know, doing doing well. I heard Taylor Twelman said so. Taylor Twelman's got this sh- new show on ESPN uh, or on their website at least called MLS Rewind. They started earlier this season. He he made mention on this week's show that Orlando is, has one win and twelve losses since they started the show. Good work, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. So we have Taylor to thank. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. There's lots of records being broken by Atlanta United this season, or it certainly seems like that kind of a year for them. Going to be settled even more by the presence of Eric Renetti in the midfield, who so far has looked every bit the part of a Carlos Corona replacement, even more possibly going forward. He is still just, what, 23? And there's a lot of room for him to continue to grow into this role. We've only seen him for, for maybe, what, a hundred. 20 minutes ish at this point. Not even. Not oh, even. yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, about that. Because the game is 90. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Putting things together here. Getting back to basics here on the H Dad. Um, but yeah, he, he seems to be that kind of presence in the midfield that you don't notice unless you're looking for him, which is something I thought a lot with Carmona. If I wasn't looking for Carlos Carmona last year, uh, I wasn't going to really notice Carlos Camona, but he was right. always doing something very, very effective. Rometty seems to be very much in the same mold, with maybe a little more flair to him around the edges, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive considering his performance and that, yeah, like you said, it's only he's it's still early days with him. You yeah. know, not just playing with the team, but, you know, in practice, too. Um, and it makes me think that there was a little, that Tata Martino may have had a little more to do with this signing than we were led to believe. We were kind of led to believe that it was a, you know, the scouting team identified him. Carlos Bocanegra had, had a big part to do with it. Um, and maybe they were more just talking about talk, Tata Martino's um, role in the recruiting process of actually sure. bringing him in. But it, it certainly seems like a player that Tata Martino would have identified as a player that he knew could slot right into his system and, and fulfill that role. And I'm not trying to downplay the role played by the staff either. I'm sure they had, you know, obviously they, it's almost like a thing where, to me, in my mind, you would think Tata Martino kind of identifies players that he thinks he likes, and then it's almost like verified by the analytics team. They, they will go look and take a deeper look into, into what this player is doing and just, like, make sure that this player is who Tata Martino thinks he is. But anyway, he certainly seems like a great player. He's slotted into the team really well. Yeah, and it seems to fit in the locker room as well. Every kind of interaction we've seen with him so far has been he's very a positive dude, very enjoyable to be around, um, walking out of the locker room, shaking folks' hands and stuff like that. Um, so uh, it seems like it's going to be a really nice fit and someone we'll be able to have going forward to kind of fill that role, especially if some rumors are true and Jeff Lordenwoods is playing in his final year. Uh, that's a throwback rumor, too. That, that's been from a while ago, but yeah. we have heard completely unconfirmed things but um you know going forward this could be our guy to replace a, a couple spots maybe uh it'd be interesting to see what we do with the plethora of, of talent we have now with 
folks come back from injuries as well. Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking more about this last night actually, based on a piece that I wrote for MLSsoccer.com, and it was it's you know a little scary uh, thinking about this. Didn't um, I was just kind of putting all these pieces together and realizing that maybe the window for a championship for this team is is pretty tight because. You've got a guy like Miguel Almiron who's said that he wants to be in Europe next season, right? So he's, I mean, and that's not going to surprise anyone. He's on, he's on, he's on his way out. Right. Joseph Martinez, it's going to be hard. People are going to, teams are going to come in for him. Sure. When you are scoring more than a goal a game, no matter what league you're in, teams are going to be interested. That's going to perk people's ears. That's going to perk teams' ears up, and mm-hmm. Atlanta's going to have a fight on their hands. And then also you've got key players in Michael Parker and Jeff Lorenowitz who are at the end of their careers <laughs> Do they have another year left? And if not, you know, then you have to bring in a player who can fill those shoes, and they probably have to be a domestic player. I mean, I know right. Toyota uh, football tells us not to worry, worry about, about internationals, slots, but it, right. it certainly helps not having to worry about them when you've got really solid domestic players like Parkhurst and Reynolds, and they're giving us. I think they've started every game. Uh, Parkhurst has played started all but one game, and I think Reynolds has started every game this season. And the only game that Parkhurst didn't start, he came in as a sub. That was the first game of the season against Houston. So I mean, both. I, I mean, every fan knows those, those players are stalwarts. So it's just a little, you know, it's like wow, maybe you know, it's not just the international players we need to worry about with this team. You know, I wouldn't be. I think for this core. Yes, but it's hard to imagine this not being an organization that just kind of pulls the next guy up uh, at this point. It's kind of like a, a team that recruits real well in football. You just kind of cycle folks in. When you have players who are going for lots and lots of money, they're bringing more money in, you're going to be able to put a lot of money out and bring in folks who are going to be next guy up. I, I don't know. We can't say for sure that they're going to work out the ways that Miggy has, the way that Joseph has, uh, but... It's hard to imagine this being a, a tight window for the franchise as a whole. For agreed. This core, agreed. Yes. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with Mickey's that. Mickey's gone. We just have to accept that Mickey's gone after this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were lucky to hold on to him this long, in my yeah. opinion. We all thought he was gone during the summer. Um, I Gut call, Joseph stays, but that's just, who knows, that can change my dime at any point. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the window is tight for Atlanta United, for Joseph, Mickey, Learning Woods, Parkers, yes. That's a good point. That's a good point. And the resources are plentiful up here, not just in terms of the money we have to spend, but just in terms of, you know, the operation we have set up here. Lots of teams around the world, never mind an MLS, have a full-running data analytics team like Atlanta United has with Lucy Rushton. Um, so we have resources available to us. We've got a training ground that's going to help us recruit players. So those kinds of things obviously help and those set a foundation a bedrock for the team that will carry the, the franchise on for years and years like you said right uh, i should have clarified yeah that's a good point that it is more about this core and i wouldn't be surprised you know it, soccer is a, is a sport like this is it's a lot different than many typical american sports where you have like franchise players who are with you like the entire you know for their entire lifespan of their careers right. it doesn't happen so much in soccer so you kind of have to get you kind of it's always a process of of getting new guys ready to fill in and, and cycling players through the system. You know what helps? Money. Lots of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings up a point about this next team we're going to face, Toronto, who is leading the league still in salary. And we'll get to that in a second as far as our Toronto preview, but interesting to kind of look at how that kind of affects things. Uh, speaking of recruiting uh, Atlanta, though, how much of a huge thing this week has it been to just kind of show off everything about Atlanta United to, to the Juventus players, to the rest of the players around the league. We're, we're travels if they hadn't seen it already, but they may have not seen the training ground. I mean, I've seen everything else that goes on, and everyone has seemed to be highly complimentary of 
all the facilities, uh, of course, around Atlanta United. And that's going to make it so easy to bring folks in. It's, yeah. it's amazing how that kind of plays into it. But, you know, everyone's going to be very impressed. And I, I, it's hard to see that really carrying off. But you've been around the training ground a lot this week. You've been around a lot of the events. I've been around a couple of the events. Most of those have allowed me to play soccer and somewhat embarrass myself from time to time. Uh, but it's been a really well done week, I thought, from MLS perspective. I thought everything's been really well done and really just kind of fun and cool to see Atlanta on display as a soccer town. And I think we've kind of held our own a little bit, yeah? Yeah, I think so for sure. Everyone I've talked to has said that it's been a it's been an amazing week. Um, I heard through the grapevine that the, the Extra Time Radio guys said that um, the soccer in the streets event where they, you know, we played pickup soccer and you scored a million goals and, and were MVP. Two. Two goals, just uh, that That was one of their most successful events they've ever put on. Um, and everyone I've heard on podcasts or whatever, they've just on Twitter, everyone's just been raving about not just the the team, not like Atlanta United, but just the city in general, which is really cool. It's really cool to kind of um, see Atlanta kind of getting that exposure that doesn't often get. You know, sometimes people see Atlanta as some sort of like, you know, boring run of the mill city or whatever. Um, I think there are some reasons people might think that, but that I won't go into. But um, yeah, it's been really neat. It's been really neat. And um, speaking of the All Star stuff, I haven't I haven't really been around the Juventus guys as much. Went to the open training yesterday, and it was actually pretty funny. I heard um, I was we were I was in a press scrum with uh, uh, was it Chesney? Yeah. What, what's his first name? Wojciech. Wojciech. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, he it was funny. He was saying that the pitch is slow. It was like yeah, it's a slow pitch. Um, talking about talking about the turf, which yeah. I, it was funny. I always thought it was a faster pitch than normal, um, with like the rubber, you know, the rubber right, pellets totally. and all that. Um, but just a little interesting. But you know, totally complimentary of the stadium itself. Yeah. Um, I think I still think I get the feeling that those guys will still be surprised about the atmosphere that will be in this building. Um, you know, you could they were kind of saying the cliche things about you know, oh, the game is growing in this country. It's great to see blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but it. I, th- I think they will be kind of, you know, pleasantly surprised at, at the atmosphere tonight. I'm interested in just how much vitriol goes toward Juventus in this, you know? Yeah. Is it going to be just a super pro MLS crowd by the end of this, and, and we're going to be, like, on the edge of our seats trying to, you know, will a win for the MLS All-Stars, which is the goofiest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> but it, it may be the case. It may be one of those things where the crowd really just kind of gets into it, and, you know, that's going to be impressive. Well, normally I wouldn't expect that kind of a thing, um, but this is Atlanta. Right, <laughs> And, like, exactly. the Atlanta fans, you know, like... Y'all are fucking crazy. Yeah, like, is, like, I do want to clarify, this is Atlanta United and friends. Yeah, United yeah, yeah. Juventus, right. So. It's like, it, I mean, it's 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 MLS. You know, it's the MLS All Stars versus Juventus, but it's still an Atlanta crowd. Yeah. You know, it's not like the crowd is a some generic MLS representative. So um, they've shown themselves to be super rowdy in this building, obviously, mm-hmm. and like pretty ruthless too when it's come to you know. Michael Bradley and Josie Altador coming back. <laughs> after, after. There's a bar scenario tonight. <laughs> oh my God. People are going to lose their minds. Uh, so man. it'll be interesting. There were a decent amount of Juventus uh, fans at uh, at the open training um, for, yeah, for that. I, just walking um, around the stadium earlier, I've seen a lot of Juventus folks. Man, yeah. i got to say, I, was, I think I said this on Twitter too, but like the, the branding of Juventus, everyone just kind of looks instantly cooler. 
in the Juventus stuff. I'm not sure if it's because it's like an Italian team or something like that, but the, the jerseys, the kits are awesome. Uh, the branding is really cool, even though it's like super modernist now and everything like that. But it just kind of, everyone kind of has a cool vibe to them, I yeah. guess, with that. Yeah, I've been checking out some of their online stuff too. Um, their digital, some, some of the things their digital team is doing, and it's really good. Yeah. Like you can tell they hired, they probably hired somebody you know, recently so they they did this Juventus documentary, which is like a big kind of oh, like yeah. PR thing for them. Um, I'm sure like at some point they decided to get serious about it, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a really cool team. It's a really cool team, but um, yeah, it should be it should be a great game. It's been really fun to, talking to a lot of the players about the Atlanta facilities too. Right. Just being at the training, being at the training ground, not the training that they had here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Just hearing them talk about you know how how cool it is. Um, the first person I talked to about it was Andrew Carlton, kind of getting his. Uh, he he told a story when when the team when the when the homegrown team first pulled up to the uh, the bus pulled up to the to the training facility, um, you know there was like oohs and ahs from from a bunch of players on the team and they're like oh it must be so must be nice to play here you know kind of like giving them a little <laughs> bit of crap and it was pretty funny to hear hear him tell that Sick, story. Bro. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That stinks. I don't know why I think everyone talks like that. But <laughs> I pretty much probably just answers my reference. I have another great story from the following day when the MLS All Stars went out to train on the on that ground. Uh, most of them were out on the field. Joseph was not out there. He he was late arrival onto the training ground. He steps over the lines, goes up to a ball. He slaps. Well, first he steps over the lines and like slaps himself to like get himself psyched up for practice and an MLS All Star practice. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then he sees a ball, just goes over. Kick, uh, the ball sitting like right around midfield um, goes and boots it towards goal nails the crossbar on the first try and then just nonchalantly walks over the team huddle it was Amazing. it was a baller move ah, almost as baller as golfing shirtless yes shout out LGB gosh what a man what a man I'm sure the country club he was at was stoked about that yeah but, I like uh, I like Robin Seguini's comment to, to, to that because um, there was a whole set of uh, Instagram story story shots for the, for, around, around that scene and she just called him a freaking gaucho <laughs> which is uh, like a cowboy, cowboy uh, yeah. yeah gotcha 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 well we have this Wednesday and then Saturday we're right back here man yeah, um, it's crazy. It's crazy, and you know, there's almost uh, there's almost some fatigue setting in a little bit. But I'm sure we'll be well rested by Saturday. Cover Lady United game versus Toronto FC. The, the suddenly healthy and kind of scary Toronto FC. Yeah, I mean they're getting players back, and um, they're always they, like you know. It's, uh, for them, it's never been about the talent. It's always been about, like, can they just, like, actually get their shit together, right. more or less. Um, and, yeah, like, they, they, they seem dangerous. They seem dangerous for sure. Coming off a 3-0 win against Chicago, yeah. looking at their analytics, I'm going to go and jump right into it just because I like to do that. Um, their expected goal differential is, is really way different than what their actual different goal differential is. So what they're expected to have got out of the season is a huge disparity between what they actually have. It's actually the largest in the league. Um, so they're creating the chances, everything like that. It's just not been happening for them for a variety of reasons. Giovinco is very much Miguel Almiron territory, probably worse at this point than taking shots and not putting them on target. He's probably taken over 100 shots this year, which is way more than anyone else say Miguel Almiron. He's probably put 30 of them on frame. Martinez from like 50-something shots has more shots on frame than Giovinco at this point. Um, everything just has kind of been a struggle and unexpected for a lot of reasons. Um, and it's just, 
it's kind of inexplicable in a lot of ways. Everyone, everyone had them coming back after a record-breaking season last year and doing something special. Once again, maybe not at that level, but we didn't think the drop-off would be a drop-off cliff into a ravine into an underwater volcano right right and they, they had a lot of things going against them obviously too on top of the champion the CONCACAF champion league stuff you know they had just a terrible injury situation where basically they lost their entire back line um and those guys are starting to get healthy again so it should be interesting to see you know what they do that's been their problem is that they've just given up way too many goals this season uh, and it looks like uh they've they've also been unlucky and unlucky in that regard as well so um, I do just worry for them. I, I worry for them here because I feel like, or I, I just feel like Atlanta United is a good matchup for, for Toronto uh, because of the age difference and kind of the way they play. Uh, Orlando, or I'm sorry, Toronto's a little, um, they're obviously older and they're just going to be a little more plotting. Um, and I don't know if, like, they they, they like to be, play on the ball, but I don't know if they're going to get those opportunities. I mean, if we go look at the game they played here last year, I think they scored... They scored two Giovinco free kicks, or was it just, just the one? one? Just the one. Just the one. That was so um, but I really thought Atlanta United dominated that game, and that was a point in the season where Atlanta United had been run pretty ragged in terms of having a, hu- a hugely congested schedule. You had that Josie goal that was like uh, you got in behind on a long ball, and Sam comes out, and you just kind of flipped it over him, and it went in. Right. Um, and then the Giovinco free kick after it was two one, Atlanta United to kind of tie things up, and that of course changed so so much uh, as far as what we had going in the playoffs we were set to be the the, the number two team in the eastern conference to achieve go free kick um so that just kind of derailed so so much this one a lot less stakes to it fortunately um so hopefully a relaxed Atlanta united team and going against a team uh that they tied with both times last year you know this has been a back and forth kind of struggle in both games where teams have just kind of matched each other goal for goal uh it'll be interesting to see kind of if we can find a breakthrough this time. And, and you get the feeling that Atlanta United will. They're the better team this year. It, it's clear. But like you said, there's just uh, there's that variable of that old man at the YMCA running the court kind of syndrome with, with Toronto. Where they're, they're, they're crafty about it. You right, know? right. I I have not been impressed with Greg Vanny this season, I have to say. I, I think that it, just tactically he's a little basic. Um, and You're basic. And I, I, I just think, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Atlanta will have a tactical advantage. Now, we do need to talk about, and I totally forgot about this until just now, the fact that Atlanta United basically doesn't have a right back for this game. That is true. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit depleted. Oh. Franco Escobar is out yes. with uh, red, yellow, card, uh, yellow card accumulation suspension. Ambrose probably hurts. Yeah, Ambrose has not featured recently since he got he got a took a knock in a USL game a couple weeks ago. Sounds as though he's not featured for a while. He apparently has an injury. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we line up. Well, Gressel, uh, I mean, Gressel could be a yeah. right back, but um, yeah, Tata's been pretty adamant that he's like not a right back. He's like he can play right wing back because he has some support behind him. I wonder I if he might goes back. Disagree, to the- <laughs> legendary manager <laughs> Tata Martino. <laughs> right. I, I mean, honestly, I disagree too, and I don't know. You know, maybe he goes back to a three-five-two and inserts Miles Miles Robinson into the into the back three. And it would be for um, just a game. Yeah, and it would be for just a game, and that that might be you know something he goes back to. Now, you would think that he there have been other chan- other opportunities for him this season since we've gone to a four-two-three-one for him to revert back to a a three-five-two. Like especially, in, he could have gone to a three-five-two instead of bringing Carlton into the starting lineup against DC United. Um, 
So I, I get the feeling that he doesn't want to do that. But honestly, at this point, I don't see many other, I don't see many other uh, just viable options unless he wants, unless he is willing to put Gressel as a straight up right back. So, mm-hmm. but maybe he, maybe he's more willing to, to play Gressel as a right back if he has Lorenowitz and Rometty in front of the back yeah. four, and that gives Lorenowitz a little bit more, or gives point. gives Gressel a little bit more freedom to go forward. That's a great point, because remember the three five two was essentially the replacement for Carlos Carmona. Yeah. At that point, now that we've sure. got that Cremona figure back, I, I can see them taking maybe a risk with that back four. Yeah. Uh, against and, a team that you know has struggled. And that's here. That is something we saw in the Montreal game. Rometty was giving, offering a lot of help to to Franco Escobar. He was he was playing you know a lot of times on the right side, and he was he was he did, did very well shuttling all the way over to the side and kind of helping in in, in that. Uh, on that side, so that Tito could stay up way high. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, maybe maybe that's something we see. But it'll be interesting to see how Tata Martino handles that situation. And hopefully, we'll have some more information after we talk to them at training tomorrow. All right. Anything else? I think that's Can it. We go eat. Yeah, it's an it's an abbreviated episode, but we need to eat, damn it. Yeah. Everyone sure. else is stealing our food. Sure. We'll have a post game H Dad as well, live from whatever restaurant slash location name I come up with. Probably Mercedes Benz Stadium, though. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that out at some point after that one. Uh, first, though, let's get an all-star game prediction. All-star yeah. game prediction. I'm going to say 3-3. Three, three. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's okay. an all-star game, you know? I like it. I like it. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. We're all going to hate ourselves for being here. <laughs> That's my optimistic move uh, for the day. Atlanta United prediction for Saturday. Atlanta United prediction. I will go with a... Um, I with a 3-2 at Lenny United. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I'm going to deviate from it. I'm going to say... Let's go 3-1. Let's go 3-1. I'll, I'll you almost went 4. I, you almost went 4. I chickened out. <laughs> I chickened out in a big way. Let's go 3-1. 3-1. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll do it. From the... Uh, what did we decide? We were, we're, from? I don't, we were in Stockbridge. Stockbridge somewhere. Carabas. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Carabas. Whatever. We're going to go eat. All right, y'all. Check y'all later. Bye, y'all. See ya. Get your leather, leather, leather.